What's going on, everybody? This is JVB, and you're listening to a new episode of the Postgame Report. So, before I begin, I want to do, I want to give a disclaimer, right? I know some of you who follow me on Twitter know that I invest in the market, and I own several, uh, several shares of video game corporations. I own shares of Sony. I own shares of Microsoft, Nintendo, Tencent, even Embracer Group. So the reason why I do that is because, number one, I've grown up playing video games for most of my life, since the age of seven, which was 1979. So in 1979, I discovered Asteroids, and I played it. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew then and there that whatever the hell I was doing and whatever the hell this was, this, this thing that had this flying triangles with a bunch of rocks and UFOs, Whatever it was, I was hooked. And that was the beginning of my journey or my love for video games. And the reason why I bring up the, the, the stocks, right, is because when I began podcasting in 2005, it, became, it, it began because of Xbox. I really enjoyed, at the time, I really enjoyed the community that was starting to grow based on Xbox Live. And when I say it was beginning to grow, there was only a few of us who were really communicating all the time. There was a few of us doing podcasts about video game, uh, video games, excuse me. And because of Xbox Live, you were able to communicate with each other. So it became a lot easier to get to know people outside of websites and forums. And through there, I, I developed friendships. And I'm still friends with a lot of people I've met over Xbox Live. Uh, people I've met in the real world that I've even, that, that to this day, we go to football games together. Um, so when I talk shit about Xbox, I come from a different place than a lot of people do when you see people trolling Xbox. From nowadays, when I troll, it's because I'm trolling the people who are like super fanatical about Xbox and mainly these people who consider themselves influential within the Xbox community. Now I'm going to toot my own horn here and say that at one point when the community was thriving and podcasting was still fairly new, especially about video games. And I was jumping in countless numbers of podcasts, doing countless numbers of hours uh, when it came to podcasting, community game nights, simply talking to people over the phone. When it came to being influential, there weren't many bigger than me, especially when it came to the community. I was helping to build communities. And so when I saw the, I don't want to say downfall, but when I saw Xbox during the later stages of the Xbox 360 era, changing the direction and changing it in a way that I, I wasn't digging as someone who was influential and who had a responsibility to speak honestly to my audience. I will never call them fans. I am not that stuck up. I don't think of myself that fucking way. And I don't disrespect my audience by calling them fans. 
because it's just an audience who, who's taking the time to listen to me. So I won't insult you by saying fans. I hate when fucking dudes, people, not just dudes, who have a YouTube channel, who have a podcast, and they say my fans. I feel like if I was near them, I would fucking smack them. Anyway, I know I'm going on a little side tangent. So when when I saw them changing directions and I had a responsibility to my audience, especially the post-game report audience because the listeners, because of the time they took to, to listen to us and, and the respect that we gained to our listeners, we wanted to be as honest, but not just spit out shit from the top of our heads that didn't make sense. We took the time to really dig deep into certain topics. And in this case, it was Xbox. And I was the first within our group to really, to really look at things and start questioning Xbox. And so it was odd for people to hear me because I was Mr. Xbox. And people in my family who play video games, that's all they knew me as. My friends knew me as Mr. Xbox. I was the big Xbox advocate. I was being flown to gaming events by Xbox. I knew all the employees. I nearly had a job with the Xbox team. I was as involved with Xbox as it got. Way more than these dodo birds you hear now who claim to be friendly with Phil Spencer and stuff. I was involved in the right spots. I wasn't just a freaking dipshit taking a photo with Phil Spencer at an event where everybody else could take a photo with Phil, Phil Spencer. Uh, so anyway, so let me, let me concentrate here. So I ordered to my audience and I, and I began to question Microsoft, especially with the connect and their direction changed their their involvement with the community was dwindling and it was dwindling because they were getting rid of all of the teams, all of the people that were key figures within the community that worked for Microsoft. Well, Xbox in this case, and because the audience or the user base for the Xbox 360 was so big and it was thriving, right? The Xbox 360 was a great console. Well, let me be real here. It was, it, it had a flaw, right? <laughs> the Red Rings of Death, they tried to redesign it. So it wasn't that it was a great console. I'm a little mixed when, it's, when I say that. Because at the time, there was nothing visually uh, comparable. And remember, they, they had a year head start before the PlayStation 3 came out. And the excitement of, of having a console that, would able, that was able to play these high-fidelity games, these, these HD games, 4K wasn't around. So everything was 1080p and, you know, uh, lots of colors and lots of explosions. You know, so, so that was like the big step. And so here you had this nice, sleek console in the Xbox 360. But then me personally, I went through six freaking different Xbox 360s due to the red rings of death. So that is unacceptable. 
But because Microsoft was taking the responsibility and paying for your replacements, it softened the blow. That was Microsoft's strategy of, hey, we got to get this console out there before the PlayStation 3, and we will take the brunt of the, uh, the cost to fix these consoles if they happen to go bad. And a lot of them went bad. <laughs> so I remember playing Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter, and the shit conked out during a freaking co-op match. Like, we, me, my friends and I, we waited so long for this freaking Ghost Recon, Advanced Warfighter. The day it comes out, me and my friend are playing, and the shit conks out. I reboot. I play for a little, a little bit longer, and then boom. Finally, the Red Rings of Death occurred, and I couldn't play at all. So that was frustrating. But a lot of us gave them an opportunity to make up for it because they were giving, you know, sending out those boxes really quick, sending you a replacement really quick. And so a lot of us, you know, at the time it was a different atmosphere. A lot of us were just so happy to be part of something that we were willing to forget. See, back then, and I'm talking about 2005, all, all the way up to about 2009, I'd say, the attitude of people was different. People were more forgiving. People weren't as cynical. People weren't out to be this one-hit wonder where they say a bunch of shit and they, they make the most noise where you see a bunch of crap gamers or or whoever, right? You know, those kind of characters no talent hacks so when when those four years from 2005 to 2009 things were not kumbaya but things were under control people were pissed off rightfully so and so we would have to listen we would have to listen to them complain and we all felt bad you know like there were times we would even chip in so that we can help people buy an Xbox 360. I remember we did it for my friend Mike, uh, a.k.a. Fumo Jive from Potacular. He was He's the creator of Potacular, which is still currently going on. And Potacular was a very influential uh, podcast and website for the Halo franchise. And we used to always team up with Bungie to do events, to do game nights, to go to a to go preview Halo 3. Fumo Jive and myself, we went and we previewed Halo 3 uh, before everybody else. So we were very active within the Halo community, within the, the Xbox community. And Mike, at the time, was saving for an Xbox 360. And some of us got together and we were like, look, let's do a freaking... Let's see how many people want to donate within our own community and see if we can get them a, an Xbox 360. And, and lo and behold, we got the money together. We got more than what we expected. They sent me the gift card. Uh, at, the, at the time, I was driving. I mean, I was living in Florida in uh, Tamarack, uh, a.k.a. Fort Lauderdale. So I was living in Fort Lauderdale. Mike lived in Orlando. So what did I do? I took a drive to Orlando and I handed it to him. And so that's how the community was back then. We helped each other. 
now you have people who are cool within the you know let's, let's, for me the the community the video game community lies in twitter it resides in twitter and so there are a few people that i i interact with there are some people that i you know comment on their stuff on a daily basis or i listened or i listened not not listened i listened to their stuff um there's not many though because after a while you know and i stated this on my previous podcast after a while people start repeating the same shit so there's only a few people that i can depend on to provide different material even if they're speaking about the same topics i know that their opinions are going to be very honest and and uncut so and they'll have other people on and so that makes things a little different so i don't do the whole community thing like i used to where from 2005 to 2009 i used to listen to all types of podcasts i would co-host on on podcasts all the fucking time i used to help kickstart people's podcasts for them I would bring them on to my podcast, to this very podcast, so that they can gain experience, so that they can start their own. And some of these people are working in the game industry. Some of these people are, quote unquote, influencers for Xbox and very, uh, how can I say it? Very recognizable within the Xbox community. Let's just say that. And I'm not gonna and I'm not saying that to bash those individuals. I'm very proud of what they've accomplished. And I never expect any of them to be like, oh, you know, you helped me, blah, blah, blah. No, you know, because it takes talent, it takes time, it takes effort to get to where they're at. So you can never take that away from people. But what we see nowadays is a lot of people trying to take shortcuts and use certain topics. And in this case, I'm talking video games. The hot topic, the easiest way to gain some type of attention is to be very anti-PlayStation. So when PlayStation announced that their first-party titles were going to be $70, that was the big discussion for a lot of fucking people. People were just... uh, They were cheesing the fuck out of that topic. And if you've ever fought... In, in any type of fighting game in the arcades back in the day, if somebody said you were cheesing, that means you were constantly using the same fucking move and uh, you sucked, right? So, <laughs> and that was like early 90s, you know, maybe late 80s, early 90s. That's, that's when we used to start saying that shit all the time. And so a lot of people were just cheesing overusing the same issue, right? Well, making it an issue because before PlayStation said that every PlayStation 5 title would be $70, that was exclusive to the PlayStation 5, right? Before that, 2K was already throwing out $70 games. So was Activision. But no one, these same, these same individuals did nothing uh, in regards to those particular titles, like Call of Duty, I believe it was, uh, it wasn't Vanguard. It was one of the Call of Duties that launched with the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series. And then NBA 2K, whatever. 
I believe it was 2K21, maybe. Uh, that was $70 as well. But nobody that was bitching about PlayStation, uh, PlayStation 5 exclusives being $70, none of them were bitching about Activision or 2K making their game $70. As a matter of fact, I think it was um, Ubisoft also brought out some $70 games. I could be wrong. None of them were making a big stink. But all of a sudden, because it was PlayStation, it was a bad thing. And because of that, they were constantly getting hits. And same thing with The Last of Us 2, right? You had people who weren't even into video games all of a sudden making these videos about The Last of Us 2 bashing Naughty Dog and, and, and PlayStation for stupid stuff, right? Making it very political, all about sexuality, right? So the big thing is if you want to gain some type of audience, you bash the PlayStation every any given time uh, for anything, right? And the big narrative for the last two years was that PlayStation continues to be anti-consumer because they charge $70 for their exclusives while Xbox is still charging $60 for their exclusives and they give you the option to pay $15 a month so that when the day comes and they start bringing out exclusives, those exclusives will be available on Game Pass on day one. And you don't have to pay $70. You can just pay $15 a month until those games come out, right? So we're talking about a lot of money per year. And a lot of these people play maybe, and not, not even play, but they'll buy maybe three games a year. So for example, I, I believe it's actually $16 a month, but let's say it's $15 a month. That is $180 a year. And in the last two years, there have not been a game that is exclusive to the Xbox series that has been released on Game Pass. So those individuals who are bragging that game are games are coming day and date have yet to receive those. So guess what? That 180 becomes 360 or whatever. Because you paid two years of Game Pass and you have received nothing. So you've paid $360 on top of whatever console you decided to buy, which either the Series S or the Xbox Series X. So one cost $300, and then the other one cost $500. So you spent a lot of money just to sit around and brag about Game Pass being this great value and yet you haven't received value. And then you could say, oh, I'm playing a lot of games I wouldn't play before, blah, blah, blah. I get to try them. If they suck, then I just uh, delete them. Hey, there's something called PlayStation Plus that has more games than Game Pass. And you could do the same shit. You could try out games you never tried before. And if you don't like them, you don't have the pressure of keeping them on your hard drive. Plus, you have the value of having first-party titles from PlayStation on those services. And that in itself is a, a great value in itself because you're paying, I believe, $80 a year. 
I could be wrong. I forgot how much, or $89, something like that. But as a matter of fact, I believe it is 120 I think they're evenly priced now because of the PlayStation upper tier one that I happen to be paying for by luck. Not by luck, but because I forgot to uh, cancel my older subscription. Anyway, so whenever I talk shit about Xbox, is mainly aimed at the fanatics or the influencers who talk a lot of shit about anti-consumer tactics by PlayStation in regards to $70 games. And here is Microsoft announcing, well, Xbox announcing that, and it was today, they announced that their games are going to, their exclusive games that are specifically designed around this Xbox series will now cost $70 because of scale, because of better graphics, the games are going to be better, blah, blah, blah. The same thing PlayStation was saying in the beginning of this generation. The same thing that these people were making videos uh, complaining or criticizing Sony for saying. Now, I don't see any videos from the same individuals. I haven't seen a tweet complaining about this from the same individuals. Granted, I blocked a lot of them and I don't subscribe to them on YouTube. But before there would be spaces, anti-PlayStation spaces, whenever something was said about PlayStation or PlayStation announced something. For example, PlayStation VR 2. They announced the price and people made spaces, eight-hour fucking spaces, complaining about the price of PlayStation VR 2, saying that Sony is fucked up. And Sony is not thinking about their consumer. Another thing was, during the beginning of the generation... When Microsoft told their consumers, hey, guess what? You don't have to buy any, any new controllers because you could use your Xbox One controller on your Xbox Series controller. I mean, uh, excuse me, console. And people were going crazy because they were like, yay, I could pay 50 to $60 or I can still use my old Xbox One controllers on my brand new Xbox Series console. And I say Xbox Series because there's the S and then there's the X. Whereas Sony, they came out with their PlayStation 5 and they gave you two SKUs. They gave you a PlayStation 5 without a disk drive and a PlayStation 5 with a disk drive. So you have a $400 version and a $500 version. Both of those SKUs come with the DualSense controller, which is which totally destroys the Xbox controller by leaps and bounds. I mean, it destroys it on the quality from quality point of view, from a quality point of view, it destroys it. The features, it destroys it. The haptic feedback, all, all of the little nuances that come with the DualSense controller. And guess what? It costs $70 for that fucking controller. And when you pick it up, you can feel why if it costs fucking $70. Even the controllers or the thumbsticks have a dampening mechanism. Whereas when you're podcasting or you're chatting with somebody who's playing on an Xbox controller, you know it's an Xbox controller because it's clicking and clacketing like a motherfucker. Somebody's tap dancing, right? So even the dampening for the thumbsticks, 
was well thought out by Sony. The grip in the back, and then when you zoom in and you and you look closely, you see PlayStation symbols, right? The X, the triangle, square, the O. It's just a different quality when you hold both controllers. But people were bragging about how they can use their old Xbox One controller and condemning Sony from creating a brand new controller that totally gives you new immersion. And they put a lot of technology in this fucking controller. People were condemning Sony for doing that. And when I say people, I was talk I'm talking about influencers, journalists, and I'm doing that with air quotes, uh, quotes, and Xbox fanatics. And it was comical because I was like, wait a minute, you're condemning a console maker from giving you a whole new experience all the way down to the controller. You're you're okay with with Old controllers being used on a brand new $500 console? How, how does that make sense? The same thing with the PlayStation VR 2. They're complaining that you can't play older games on the brand new uh, PlayStation VR 2. Meanwhile, the PlayStation VR 2 has a totally different control scheme than the older version, the older VR. The controllers are different. You don't need a separate camera now. It's all new technology, but people are bitching. People are condemning PlayStation for the fact that, you, as it stands, you can't place uh, older VR games on the brand new VR2 headset. And then developers came out and said that they will start patching their games into the newer uh, newer headset so everybody has a reaction everybody wants to react quickly against playstation right and and let me not say everybody <clears throat> it's the same people basically and then you'll get some moron just popping out of nowhere copying and pasting everything else that all the other morons from you know uh bdx bvd podcast or whatever rdx i think is called uh, all the way down to, uh, I don't know, the catfish fishes that pretend to be women and then they get exposed as a dude pretending to get, be a woman so that they can get more followers. And, I mean, it's crazy. It is crazy. All over fucking video games. And so I do my trolling to make fun of these people because it's so fucking easy. They get so offended. And then they come at me on Twitter, on social media and start trying to criticize my age or, you know, they try to make these points and I'm like, I'm not even listening. I'm not even listening. You're wasting your time. You're posting responses and I'm not even listening because my point is, is my troll tweet usually has an opinion on it. And it's based on what I'm seeing, which is what everybody else can see, by the way. So it's fact. And unless it's a, I'm, I'm saying something purposely stupid, which I rarely do. I always have like a hidden message in my, my tweets, my troll tweets. There's nothing you can say. So I don't listen. Sometimes I will ask a question and sometimes I'll get some people who actually respond in a very, 
informal manner and then we start talking and uh, you know we wind up following each other and stuff like that so it's not all bad with me you know <laughs> but today i was like where are the 70 dollar xbox game spaces where's the criticism where are the countless youtube videos being retweeted where are the uh you know fake journalists that you know constantly post stupid shit on twitter where are they making these cr critiques i don't see none of it i don't see any of those people making a big stink and this was to be expected at the, and at the end of the day you know that these people are full of shit you know that these people that have all these followers on twitter all these subscribers on youtube they they have them because they all share this hatred towards a gaming console, which is freaking comedy gold. But believe it or not, back in the day when there was forums, there were forum topics or sub forums where there was all these, you know, fanboy wars going on and they were pretty bad as well. <laughs> but you can control them because you have moderators. Now everybody has their own little soapbox so they can control basically everything that they want to say and nobody could really control them because Twitter is an open platform. YouTube is an open platform. And as long as they stay within, you know, the, the bylaws, they, they can do what they and say what they want. So the, the most effective way is to ignore them or to demand better from them and be like, look, change your shit. Stop talking about the same thing. And then you'll see that they suck. They can't, they can't do it. They can't adjust. But it's funny, those people continue get to get supported by the same people who continue to support Xbox for not giving you true Xbox exclusives within the first two years of the, of the series launching. Even, for example, even when PlayStation announced Miles Morales for the PlayStation 5, and then later on they announced the PlayStation 4 version. But the PlayStation 5 version was built specifically for the PlayStation 5. It had all the bells and whistles that you expect on a PlayStation 5 game, meaning that the haptics were working, the speakers were working on the controller, the, 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 the triggers, the way they respond to the, in, in the intensity and in, in, with the guns, with web slinging, all that shit, right? You even have choices of different frame rates. For example, they have the 120 hertz option where you can get 40 frames per second with ray tracing in Miles Morales. You will not get that on the PlayStation 4 version of Miles Morales. Whereas with the Xbox, they'll come out with a game like uh, The Medium that looked like an Xbox One game, but it was dubbed and you know a, a launch exclusive on the Xbox Series console. It eventually made its way to the PlayStation Five. But the difference between having it on the Xbox One and having it on the Xbox Series, there really wasn't any major changes besides a bump in resolution. And because the Xbox Series has a solid state hard drive, you get quicker, well, faster. Uh, installs and uh, you know loading screens, but with the 
the example I use with PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 and Miles Morales, you didn't get that with uh, Xbox One games going to Xbox Series X, right? That's the most, that's supposed to be, you know, the Xbox Series X is supposed to be the most powerful console in ever made, right? But it doesn't have any of the crazy features that you would see on the PlayStation 5. And if those features are there, we have yet to see it. And that is why a game like Horizon Forbidden West, which has a PlayStation version and a PlayStation 5 version, you see the difference. You see the difference with the options, with the freaking frame rates, with the visuals, especially the load times, because the PlayStation 5 has a unique input-output system that is beyond anything we've ever seen. Even the Xbox Series X, which has more horsepower, but is not as advanced as the PlayStation 5, they can't mess with the loading times and the refresh times that the PlayStation 5 can do. So that's why we have these crazy-ass games like Ratchet & Clank A Rift Apart. It, it, you see that game and you're like, holy crap, this is a video game. This is unbelievable. You see how fast the freaking worlds load up, how you're loading. Like in Miles Morales, you're in the subway, you load a game, boom, you're in there immediately. Yeah, And then those things are noticeable when you have a frame that 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 is maybe one a game that you know unless unless the unless a website is telling you yeah this game has one frame faster for three seconds in this particular scene you're never going to notice that shit unless somebody's telling you and those are the type of things these crazy fanatics hold on to they'll be like well this particular game there's a two frame difference for two seconds, yeah, and they'll go and they'll run with it. They will run with it. It's it, <laughs> it, it's funny. It's funny, and these are adults, man. And that's the thing, you know. I mentioned how in two thousand five I started podcasting about video games, and I started getting involved in the gaming industry, gaming community, blah blah. blah. Well, there are people who used to be I used to be cool with who were also involved and they're some of the loudest influencers uh, they made a name for themselves and they made a name for themselves within the xbox community these guys are not that far from me as far as age they have just as many years as i do in this thing um some i have a little more but they're the ones really pushing this fucking narrative of 70 dollars game 70 dollar games are no good Using old controllers is great. Uh, Game Pass is the best value in gaming. You, you, like this whole, it was this whole group, this whole freaking campaign about how Game Pass is the future. When I heard one particular individual say that, who's close to 50 years old, I was like, man, I want to smack your fucking balding head because you are full of shit. You come from the same era I do in video games. You've been playing video games maybe as long as I have, and you're going to fucking use this narrative. Why? Because you're friendly with executives from Microsoft. Well, in this case, Xbox. And then they're the ones who will criticize you for being honest. It's fucking weird, man. It is weird. And those are the people that I want to critique the most, and I continue to critique the most, 
because they're the ones with the you know the check marks next to their names, getting free Xboxes, getting free games from publishers. Uh, I've had my industry job, so the industry job, you know, they earned it on their own. So yeah, it's, it's just weird, you know. It's a, a, a for me a print a, a thing of principle. I will never insult people who listen to my podcast because I want to advance my career. I will never insult you and say things to insult your intelligence. And these people have been doing it for two years. And I'm only counting the two years because that's when these new consoles have been launched. This dates back to 2009 when all of this shit began, when Xbox began trending downward and people these same people who have the check marks who have the popularity who are freaking hosting shows and all this shit these same people we were looking at things from a different direction and then the disagreements came and their narrative became be, began to develop we saw how they were more interested in keeping their careers going and their popularity going, whereas I wanted to put the truth out there and just give my honest opinion, which is something I have every right to do. And so it just makes me laugh to see who are the biggest uh, egg droppers, right? They're dropping these eggs and creating these type of individuals who are suddenly fanatical and preaching, hey, Game Pass is great. $60 games is, are amazing. You know, $60 games are amazing. $70 games are bad. But now I want to know what they're going to do. What is their new narrative? Is this a... a, a a move by Microsoft to say, you know what? Yeah, we raised our games to $70. Well, Xbox, sorry. Is this Xbox saying we're going to put our games to $70? But guess what? If you pay $180 a year, you don't have to pay for these $70 games when they release because they're going to be part of this subscription. So this could be a whole new mental game for Xbox and of course in the forefront is going to be these dipshits who are currently preaching hallelujah game pass we're going to see these people throwing out this new campaign where it's like okay hey unlike PlayStation you're not forced to buy these games at $70 at launch because you can get them on, on game pass on day one for $15 a month. <laughs> oh, man. You know, I, I make fun of the $15 a month thing because they conveniently say it that way. When I, Whereas I say $180 a year. Because obviously, it's a bigger number, right? And for some people, that's a scary number. There's not a lot of people that can just throw out $180 on a whim, right? And so... And, and I'm not one of those people either, right? I got to be like, all right, I'm going to spend $180 on what? What am I spending it on? And I got to think about that, right? So 
you lessen the blow by saying, oh, it's only $15 a month. Well, for my uh, Xbox, $14.99 a month. I keep thinking that it went up to $16 for some reason. So for all I know, it could be $16 a month. So you use the old trick of uh, promotion, right? You use the old promotional tricks. You throw in the $14.99 to make it look a little less. Instead of saying $180 a year, you say $14.99 a month. And hey, guess what? You get a choice of all these games, but then you leave out the fact that these games leave. They're taken away after a while. They don't stay there forever. And you leave that out, obviously. But what can people do? What can people do and spend with $15 a month? You could do a lot. (laughs) You can do a lot. You can, you can freaking buy portions of Microsoft stock. You can open up a Robinhood account, buy portions. You can buy portions. And before you know, you own a full share of Microsoft stock. And from there, you're like, hmm, I want two shares now. And so instead of putting away $14.99 a month, you're putting away $20 a month. And then next time, the next year, right, hopefully things are improving. You got a raise and blah, blah, blah. And you see, oh, shit. Now I'm close to two shares. I want to get three. And that's how you make your love for Xbox and Microsoft work for you. That's what I did. I said, you know what? I'm a big fan of Xbox. Let me buy some shares of Microsoft. Let me buy some shares of PlayStation because I'm a big PlayStation guy. Let me get Sony stock. I grew up playing Nintendo games. As a matter of fact, I grew up playing video games before Nintendo came out. And my son loves his freaking Nintendo Switch. Why not buy some stocks of Nintendo? And that is how you make your love of video games work for you. You invest. If the console of choice is not living up to what you expected, well, then you know what? Put that money to the side, invest on the company, and you will eventually have the money to spend on the console of choice when it does start living up to what you expected. A lot of people fear uh, that they're going to miss out, and then they complain when they purchase, you know, a $300 console, in this case, the Series S. That's a lot of money. $500 is a lot of fucking money. So if you're not truly happy, you know what people could have done? And I'm talking to you, Xbox fanatics. You know what you could have done uh, two years ago? You could have saved yourself $360. Let's say you went all out and you bought yourself an Xbox Series X. You could have saved yourself $500. That's right? You could have saved yourself 
from buying an extra controller, maybe. Or let's say you went really crazy and you bought that freaking expansion card that they sell for like 300 bucks, right? <laughs> Which is crazy. It's slow, outdated when compared to what's on the PlayStation 5. So let's say after taxes and everything, right? Two years of Xbox Game Pass, an Xbox 360, uh, excuse me, an Xbox Series X. After taxes, close to $1,000 or whatever. Two years ago, you could have stacked up on some Microsoft stock and you would have been a whole lot better off. <laughs> you would have been a whole lot better off. You could have saved that fucking money, invest in Microsoft and be like, look, I'm a shareholder of Microsoft now. That company's going to work for me. And so when I see Microsoft raising their games or Xbox raising their games to $70 as a shareholder that I am, I'm like, good. When I see Game Pass going up in price, I say good. When I see Microsoft cutting certain, uh, like they had that streaming service that they got rid of, the investor in me said good. So I have an interest. So when I criticize Microsoft, well, when I criticize Xbox, I'm doing it from someone who has invested in the company, not only by buying stock, but years and hours away from my family, uh, working with Microsoft, being involved with the, with the, with, keep saying Microsoft, same company, uh, doing so many things within Xbox. I invested that time, which is more valuable than the fucking money I spent on the, on the shares. I invested time away from my family. So when I criticize the Xbox brand, it comes from somebody who really was a big time supporter of the Xbox brand. I'm not some fucking Tom, Dick and Harry that just created an account on Twitter and all of a sudden starts bashing PlayStation and praising Xbox for everything they do. That's not me. I'm one of the originators when it comes to this entire community of video games. And so I come from some, uh, I come from a place of criticizing Xbox because I don't want to say loved because I love my family. I love my friends. The console, I don't fucking love. Material shit, I don't, I don't love. But I supported it heavily. And so when I criticize it, it is for a reason. It is honest, uh, and it's honest criticism. But people can't accept that. And those same people are now, now have check marks on, on their fucking names. They're in photos. They're in fucking, you know, they got journalistic jobs. They're working at G4. They're hosting shows and kudos to them for that. But those people don't criticize shit. And that's done on purpose. That is done on purpose. So it's funny when... And this is my last point. When, when these same people were saying, oh, my God, how can Sony and PlayStation charge $70 for video games? Mind you, it was $70 for new next-gen video games. These same people are old enough and wise enough 
to have, well, not, let me not say wise. Because even though you know better, the fact that you say the stupid shit proves that you're not wise. But these individuals have seen the gaming industry evolve. They have seen the downfall. Some of them were around in 83 to see the freaking crash of 83. Some of these people buy brand new iPhones every fucking year. Buy brand new iPads every fucking year. Some of them own Teslas. So they know the way technology evolves. They know that prices go up. They know that there's a price to pay if you want the best, if you want the nicest shit, if you want it first than most people. They know this shit. So when they were complaining about $70 games, I was like, yo, what the fuck is going on with these people? There is no way they can honestly be pissed off at this. <laughs> because there's no way around it. Technology. Whether you buy an Android phone whether you buy an iPhone, whether you buy a television, whether you go and buy milk, everything has gone up. But the moment Sony says our exclusives for the brand new next generation game or the brand new next generation console we're building, those games are going to get a $10 increase. As soon as that happened, it was, oh my God, the world is fucking ending. And it's like, really? There are people listening to this shit. <laughs> so when, when I see people who are in their 40s bitching about video games being $70, I'm like, man, shut the fuck up. You're, you're, you're lacking any type of original thought. You are a fucking moron. And that's how I'm going to close this show. So anyway, you guys take care. I'm JVB. I'll talk to you guys later.